I'm Shachar Azani, and in the news, an Israeli field hospital opens in Western Ukraine. The inauguration ceremony of the Shining Star Field Hospital in Western Ukraine took place a short while ago. The Shining Star Hospital was established by Israel's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Ministry of Health, and Sheba Medical Center, with the assistance of the entire Israeli healthcare system. During my recent visit in Israel, I had the pleasure of speaking with Israeli diplomat Galit Peleg at Ben-Gurion International Airport. Galit is the Director of Overseas Projects and Humanitarian Aid at Mashav, Israel's agency for international cooperation, and we are lucky to speak with her as she is on the ground in the Ukraine at the Israeli Field Hospital. Galit, it's so great to speak with you again. How are you? Hi, Shachar. I'm very happy to speak with you. I'm here in Ukraine at the hospital and with the amazing staff of the hospital. And it's, uh, it's really, uh, I can't, I, you know, I use the word proud to be Israeli so many times in the last few days. But I don't. I, but I, I'm glad to repeat it. I'm very proud to be Israeli. You know. Well, first of all, thank you for taking the time to join us. I, I'd like to ask you first. Um, we mentioned the name of this. You know, the field hospital and the operation around it, Shining Star. Can you tell us a little bit about why was this name chosen? So uh, when we started this uh, project, this campaign, we thought how to name it in a way that will really symbolize what it stands for. And uh, one of my colleagues at the foreign ministry uh, suggested to name it after Golda Meir. Uh, Golda Meir was the founder of, actually of Mashav, the Israel uh, aid agency. And she was promoting uh, humanitarian aid and helping other peoples. And she was a foreign minister and then prime minister. So we named it after her. Shining star means in, in Hebrew, it says Kochav uh, Meir. Kochav is a star, shining is Meir. So uh, this is where the, where the name is coming from. And uh, also the meaning of it is that when you bring something like a hospital, something that brings hope to people, uh, it is shining. And when you meet the staff of the, of the hospital, you see how the light is shining all over here. So, you know, this is a great opportunity to remind our viewers yet again of, um, you know, Israel's international aid operation, which, as you saying, is Meir after Golda Meir. Um, but at the end of the day, this is not something that's only done in times of war or emergencies. Uh, the truth is that this is something that you continuously do from Israel and from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It's true. Um, we do it uh, regularly. Uh, usually in developing countries, we have this partnership to develop, you know, uh, economy, agriculture, medicine, and any, any uh, field you can think of. But in this case, um, we have really put all our efforts to humanitarian aid. We do that a lot as well, but not on this scale. I think the last time that people remember uh, such a, a hospital was in Haiti in 2000, I think 10 or 11. And now this hospital is totally um, civilian, which is also a difference because before it was the army, which is very organized uh, to do operations like this, uh, took, uh, took control. In this case, the ones that took control uh, are only civilians. So you have, uh, like you mentioned, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Ministry of Health, 
at Shiba Medical Center. And they did here a really amazing job within three days from the day that the equipment arrived, you walk inside and you see an active hospital. They have here uh, operations. Uh, they have their, um, you know, in the in the labor department here, they have incubators for for well future babies. There are some uh, pregnant people, women that already uh, are here. You have uh, equipment, uh, futuristic equipment uh, to treat uh, children. I just spoke with a Khalid. Wait, before team. before we dive into the hospital itself and the operations. I, I just want to focus on the word you just said, uh, describing your work and Mashav's work in general. You talked about partnerships, um, and that's truly inspirational because I think the viewpoint of Israel has always been not the kind of, you know, condescension of let me teach you how to work, but rather on the ground, eye level partnership, heart to heart, which I think is the real magic of Israel's diplomacy and public diplomacy, right? If we, if, we, if we take the example of agriculture, we bring people that can put their own fingers in the soil. I call it soil under the, under the fingernails because right. they, they come to work with people to show them how to do the job. By the way, talking about this hospital, the doctors here at this uh, temporary mobile hospital already uh, gave training to local um, Doctors, uh, the other day there was an emergency operation here yesterday, and our doctors went to a local hospital and they uh, they operated the patient together with local uh, doctors and uh, and did the whole the whole process together in a local hospital together with the locals. So the idea is really to leave something behind and not just to you know to come to be here for three, four weeks, and then disappear like nothing happened. You know, Galit, building, I'm, I, I... Building capacity is the name of the game. Building capacity and transfer of knowledge. This is the right. name of the game. Building capacity and long-term knowledge. Um, how many field hospitals have been established on the Ukrainian border by other entities, governments, or, or organizations? As far as I know, the Israeli hospital is the only one. There are uh, doctors from the international community uh, that come here uh, to local hospitals, but in this capacity, uh, the whole hospital gives this kind of services. Israel is the only one that sent, uh, sent a bomb mobile hospital, and it's really needed. Inspirational. You know, um, anybody who really wants to get information from what's happening on the ground can follow you on Twitter at Galit Peleg. Um, I have to admit, yesterday I encountered one of your tweets in which you Hebrew. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's outside the hospital. Actually, what you saw is me visiting the, the crossing, especially uh, the crossing uh, named uh, Medica between um, uh, Ukraine right. and Poland. Uh, so I want to take a moment here, joining us here, uh, Dr. Adam Goldstein from Wolfson Hospital. And um, doctor, maybe can you introduce yourself in a few words? Sure, my name is uh, Dr. Adam Goldstein. I'm, I'm the head of trauma surgery at Wolfson Hospital. Um, and, uh, and that's it, uh, I'm originally from Washington DC and I came to Israel when I was 18. 
Wow. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the work you're doing now. What brought you to be to become part of the Shining Star mission? Uh, look, we came here to help uh, give support to the local hospital and the local medical community. And we, um, uh, you know, we're, we're treating the, the, you know, the millions, uh, we're helping treat whoever we can out of the millions of people who are displaced, a million refugees, and also the local population, just to take some stress off the, the already uh, uh, stressed out uh, medical uh, capacity here. Is this the first uh, mission you've taken abroad outside of Israel? Uh, have I worked abroad outside of Israel? In such uh, a yeah, mission, uh, humanitarian mission. Yeah, I spent I spent a lot of time in East Africa, Central America. It's a big part of what I do. Um, you know, I already started. A, I've also started an organization at Wilson Hospital, uh, operating together, which is uh, humanitarian projects uh, bringing the Palestinian and Israelis together. Um, so it's it's a big part of my uh, uh, my career, my life, I guess. Uh, do you fear for your safety on the ground there? Um, no, the the you know Israel has done an amazing job, uh, you know, doing everything they can to keep us safe. You know, obviously it's a little uh, uh, unpredictable, and you never know what will happen. But uh, you know, uh, they did. Uh, you couldn't be more well prepared than than uh, the team here has, has done for us. You know, Dr. Goldstein, you're talking about, you know, yourself as a person who is engaged in humanitarian mission, not just now in the Ukraine, but also in East Africa and other places around the world. Can I ask you what drives you? What gets you so involved on such missions rather than just keep your daily routine? Yeah, look, anywhere you are, it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a uh... Uh, Tel Aviv or uh, East Africa or the middle of any city in uh, America, you know, there are always people who are who need help and uh, there are always a spectrum of those who are more neglected and uh, have less than others. And so uh, I always try to find that population no matter where I am. And uh, my home in, is Israel. My my community is a uh, is a uh, part of Wilson Medical Center, whatever that community is, and that's who I'm uh, serving every day. And then anytime any anytime I get the chance uh, and the privilege to, to go abroad and, and just uh, help. It's not, uh, we don't give anything special. We're just uh, really just giving a helping hand to the, the team. You know, the local doctors are amazing and, you know, everywhere in the world, uh, the local community is, uh, is very uh, pro, uh, at the highest level of medicine. And we're just there to give an extra hand. Um, just like if, uh, you know, I needed someone, to, a carpenter, another carpenter to help me in my house, I'd call another carpenter. And it doesn't matter where he comes from. So, what, can I ask you, um, I, I love how you say it's nothing special, where it's so, so special, but this is the Israeli attitude. I just want to ask you, what do you see as far as the reaction of uh, Ukrainian patients, doctors, colleagues? How do they feel about, you know, Israel coming in and doing what you're doing? Um, in, term, in regards of Israel doing it? Uh, yeah, you, uh, how do they respond to you as Israel, as an Israeli Jew, who is coming on the ground there. What kind of reactions are you receiving from them? Yeah, everyone, everyone is so happy we're here. You know, I don't know how many people here have met Israelis or met so many Israelis at one time, but uh, you know, everyone's just happy to have help. You know, when it comes down to it and, uh, and people need help, it really doesn't matter what race, religion you're, you are. You know, it's not uh, all that kind of uh, gets erased and you're just looking eye to eye and that's, you know, that's everything. And, uh, and so you really can't, uh, you know, part of the beauty about medicine is you can, uh, if you do it the right way, you can, in humanitarian medicine, especially you, you ignore politics and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's, uh, you know, if you come with that attitude, it usually works out. 
Amazing. It's truly inspirational. Thank you for taking uh, uh, the time to speak with us off of your busy schedule. We'll let you go back to work. Thank you, Dr. Goldstein. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, it's here. incredible. It's just what you've just shown us is a manifestation of the Israeli spirit. I loved it how he said, oh, it's nothing special. I just do this in Central America and East Africa and Israelis and Palestinians. And I'm now in the Ukraine. I, I, it's just it amazes me every time to see how much just how much Israel is really a, a heart of a nation. So, uh, you know, you saw Dr. Goldstein, there are about 50 doctors here. It will tell you the same thing. And when you ask them why you come, you came here, they say, because they needed us. It's like the most natural thing. And it's amazing. We have here doctors, we have nurses, we have pharmacists, we have uh, lab uh, employees, uh, scientists, and they're all coming here, volunteer. They left their, their families. Some of them really young children of two or four years old. And they came here for a few weeks. You should see, I, I'm not gonna take pictures of their um, dorms now, but you should see in what conditions they are here. They're not living in a Hilton hotel, for sure. They, they I, I will show you later. You can see behind me this building. So it, it used to be an elementary school. So the first floor are treatment uh, rooms, but the, the, the two floors above, one is for the women, the female stuff, and the other floor is for the male stuff. And they, they sleep here uh, like uh, 10 or 12 people in a, in a room, in a, in a folding, in folding uh, beds. The, uh, the, the showers are outside. Uh, the first night they didn't have uh, water even, but they woke up at 6 a.m. to fix everything. So and to arrange the, all the equipment and to make it um, work so that when the patients come here, immediately they will be, they will be able to get treatment. It's really amazing to see within, I started saying before, within three days since the equipment arrived, this hospital started working. On uh, Monday, we, on Tuesday, sorry, we inaugurated it. And uh, right after the ceremony, um, when the dignitaries left, patients started coming in. Now, the Ukraine media uh, talked about it quite a lot on the first day and um, and people heard it and they hear from, you know, from uh, mouth to ear and they, they keep coming here. So they have here children, they have here uh, women, uh, pregnant women who are about to give birth. They have um, uh, special cases. There are a lot of people who are, you know, older people who are exhausted. Some of them moved from East Ukraine uh, once or twice. Now this is their second or third stop on the way and they really need some immediate medications and these wonderful doctors are just treating them with so much um, <clears throat> I don't know I wanted to say humanitarian attitude but it's much more than that you know um, Galit I you you are you are a veteran diplomat you have also served right here in New York you have seen the kind of attitudes that Israel gets from the um, social justice community. Now, you mentioned how many Hebrew speakers you see around you on the border crossing. Um, have you engaged with any international aid organizations who are there on the ground alongside you? And if so, what has their reaction been to Israel's role in this operation? 
I have to tell you that I, I visited yesterday the crossing in Medica in uh, between Ukraine and Poland. And uh, first of all, wherever you go, you hear Hebrew. You have so many Israeli volunteers right. there. The first, first of all, the pedestrian, when they cross the border from Ukraine to Poland, the first thing they see is the Israeli flag. It was one of the organizations. Um, these volunteers are uh, giving them medical treatment. They, give, they take the little children and give them safe spaces so that can play, so the mother can just sit and drink coffee. Uh, they, they, uh, they take the, the, uh, the adults and they let them rest. And they just ask them, what do you need? And, you know, at the beginning, when, uh, when Israelis were on the border, they were helping the Israelis come out and then the Jews. There is no difference. They don't ask you where you came from, who you are. They just treat you with, so, with such a big heart. Now, the fact that there are so many, and, and also I have to say that something you see that the Israelis are the most organized thing, uh, people and the most, they, they, they control everything. So you see uh, people from other organizations coming to us. I saw it with my own eyes so many, so many times. There's this amazing woman on the, with one of the organization, Ayala. I see a French guy coming and say, uh, Ayala, how do I do this? How do I get that? I saw um, people from um, American organizations, from uh, different European organizations, coming and asking advice from the Israelis. Uh, and they say, they all say that the Israelis are the most organized, but the amount of Israelis, it's, it's quite stunning. And, and it's on the, on the crossing. And it, I also visited the, one of the um, refugees uh, temporary camps and the Israelis are there, you know, um, youth movements, Shomer uh, Atzair, scouts, uh, others, they, they just go there, many young people, and they they uh, they uh, they did yoga for the small children there, you know. And the mothers were sitting, just resting. And it's really amazing. It's amazing to see how they they immediately they they land, and they take control. They look at the the scenery. They understand what is going on, or like we say in Hebrew, who is against who, and they start working. And everybody's coming to them to ask them, how do you do this? How do you do that? It's like I said, the word um, pride is, uh, is uh, you know, in, all, all the time in your head, people are saying, so proud. You know, the other day when we were there, it was this guy from uh, UNHCR. He's a Jewish guy. And he saw the flag of Israel. So he came and he said, oh, you're Israelis. I'm so proud that you are here. Um, um, a delegation from uh, the Jewish federations was there with a Jewish agency and they saw the Israelis and immediately they said, wow, we're so proud to see Israelis here. Amazing. I think, I think um, when, when he, when, I think that the message is that when people really need help, uh, Israel is there. When people really need help, Israel is there. What a great way to instill it in people's hearts. We have a few minutes left. Any chance, Galit, you can grab your phone and maybe give us a quick tour. Let us see a little bit of what's happening there from what you're able to show us. Sure, with pleasure. I think I will start. And by the way, the flags we're seeing above you, I imagine, are those of 
Israel. Of, uh, Ukraine and Israel, yes. So I will start with uh, with with uh, with flags. First of all, you can see behind me the the tents that the the entrance is from there. So we will walk there afterwards. Now I would like to show you first of all the two flags. Beautiful. Oh, it's right sun here. You can see both flags, Israeli and Ukrainian. You can see the big signs. This is the back entrance, but it's the main entrance to the building. So you can see the sign of Mashav and the sign of the humanitarian mission. Beautiful. This is the school that was converted to a, to a to a hospital. They have a, a, a pharmacy here. They have a lab here. They have everything. But these are the, oh, look look at this stuff. These are not um, medical clowns. What you see here? Can you see them? There's yes. a kid who has a birthday today. So the chief of the delegation, a very high-ranked professor, and other uh, doctors, they are just doing this to make the kids happy. And they are singing to this kid who is going to have a very difficult treatment. They just came to sing to him, happy birthday. Amazing. Truly beautiful. And this is the, the, the entrance to the hospital, all these tents. Yeah. So I think, um, Galita, there was a sign there that says virtual clinics. So you also have virtual clinics there? Oh, yes, yes. They're virtual clinics for people that cannot come here and they need to get information. Uh, or maybe to what what we call telehealth. So there are people here, doctors here, who give them uh, uh, I don't know if treatment, but I don't know if treatment, but advice is what to do uh, before they can get to a real doctor, to a uh, to a doctor. They they get a virtual treatment. Um, I by the way, there is also uh, interesting technology involved here, of course. And one of the things that I saw here is this doctor that is using um, the virtual reality um, lens, you know, for like you use for games. So yeah. there are games there, right. but also all kinds of um, ways to reduce um, um, fear and, uh, anxiety. and uh, the children anxiety. So that the child, the, when the child is coming here and the doctor doesn't speak his language, so he can put these, he can play a little bit, but this also reduces his anxiety. And then he can say what's, you know, what's aching and uh, what's bothering him. That is I absolutely, think. that is absolutely incredible, Galit. This is um, truly amazing just to see you engage I, in all of that. I just want to add that um, the this operation got help, donation from the Schusterman Foundation and the joint. Uh, and uh, all these uh, good people that are working there um, made it uh, happen. But again, I have to stress that the spirit of the staff here is amazing. Beautiful people, beautiful Israelis. Beautiful Israel and beautiful you. Thank you for um, Galit. I can't tell you how much we appreciate the fact that you took the time to share with us so much Israeli inspiration. You're doing amazing work. Keep it up and we will definitely keep in touch. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Achal.
Sure. And I'd like to thank all of you, our viewers, for watching. This has been a truly inspirational journey in understanding just how much, even in these dire times, Israel is indeed a shining star. Thank you all for watching. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep being inspired by everything Israel and Jewish. I'd like to thank our director, Sloan Copeland, JBS's managing director, Dara Golub, our technical manager, Michael Paley, transmission manager, John McDevitt, and to our wonderful producer of In The News, Carol Lilienthal. For JBS, I'm Shachar Azani. Until next time, shalom and lehitraot.